Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Money FM 89.3, welcome to Sustainable Singapore with me, Rianne Lovell Boland. This is where we get a closer look at the companies trying to tackle the issues surrounding climate change. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard of DNA testing to find out our genealogy, but have you ever heard of DNA testing for trees? Well, in order to tackle the illegal logging trade in supply chains and to protect forests from deforestation, Singapore company Double Helix Tracking Technologies developed and commercialised DNA testing for wood. Joining me on the line to share more about it is Darren Thomas, co-founder and CEO at Double Helix Tracking Technologies. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So just give us some context about how prevalent illegal logging is and how much is actually spent on forest protection every year. Well, it's uh, still unfortunately a major problem. I'm going to refer to some numbers published by Interpol, which has a, a big office here in Singapore, actually. They estimate the illegal trade in timber is worth between 51 to $152 billion US dollars every year, um, and that it represents between 50 and 90% of all logging in, in, in some tropical countries. So it really is a huge problem. Gosh. And legislation actually threatens companies with fines if they do end up buying and selling wood that has come from illegal logging. So how many people are actually doing proper due diligence? There's different types of legislation trying to tackle this problem. But the most interesting is being introduced in, in a few big consumer countries like the United States, the European Union, the UK and Australia. And these countries are putting the onus on, on the buyers of wood products. They've got to conduct due diligence on their supply chains. Um, due diligence means that they've, they've got to consider the risk of illegal timber getting into their supply chains. And where there is risk, they need to address it and make sure they're not buying it. And that's what we do at Double Helix. We, we help these companies figure out the risk of illegal timber in their supply chain and then help them to take steps to exclude it. So how much has your technology actually saved companies in fines and legislation in that way? It's hard to tell at this stage. It's quite early days. The biggest fine so far that's been levied against anyone has is, is been in the United States against the publicly listed flooring company called uh, Lumber Liquidators. They were fined 13 million US dollars back in 2013, which is you know, a lot of money. But I think more troublesome for them was the fact that their share price went down over 80%. Most of their executives were fired. So the fine is probably the least of their worries. It's the reputational risk that comes along with this and, and the bad publicity that does most of the damage, I think. Yeah, companies can really massively be impacted by this. So let's now turn our attention to actually how you conduct DNA testing on trees. I think everyone will be very curious as to how you do this. The, the DNA part of it is actually quite a small portion of what we do. It's a bit like criminal forensics. You know, the police, they don't rely totally on DNA testing to prosecute all of their crimes. But it is a very, very useful tool that they can turn to under the right circumstances. So, yeah, we treat it in the same way. One of our clients is a, is a major British flooring company called Brooks Brothers. They import oak, for example, from China. But this Chinese factory is supposed to import the oak that they use in the flooring from low-risk countries in, in Europe, rather than, say, the Russian Far East, which is at very high risk of, of illegal logging. On top of all the documents that we check, 
on behalf of this company. We also conduct DNA and isotope testing, which is a slightly different method, on the oak to confirm that it is of European origin rather than Russian origin. And, and so this is predicated on the fact that the genetics of oak, even though it's the same species, the DNA profile of oak from Europe is very different from the DNA profile in Russia. And so that helps us to verify the claim that it's European oak rather than Russian oak and protect our buyer. And how difficult is it actually understanding the genetics of furniture, decking or flooring in comparison to, say, a live tree? It's difficult. That's why it's taken quite some time for this technology to develop. It comes down to the fact that the DNA or the material in a, in a piece of furniture or flooring is actually dead material. So when something dies, the DNA, the strand of information starts to degrade. And that long strand of genetic material starts to break up into smaller and smaller pieces. So the latest advances in DNA testing are really associated with the ability to read these smaller and smaller fragments and get useful information out of it. And those are the advances that we are that we're really utilising today. Yeah, and I mean, you said it's still quite early days for this sort of technology. How much does it actually cost for a company to utilise you guys to test the DNA of wood products? Is it still something that is affordable for companies? It's affordable now. To put a figure on it, a single DNA or isotope test is going to cost about 400 to 500 US dollars. Now, that's, that might sound high for, for a single test, but it might only take one test for an enforcement agent to prosecute a case and bust an illegal logging ring involving tens of millions of dollars, right? And as part of a due diligence program that a company uses, the DNA testing portion of that might only make up 4 to 5% of their total compliance budget, but offer them a, a huge measure of protection. So that cost has got to be put into the, the context of the total cost of their compliance program, but also the amount of risk that they're opening up themselves to if they don't. Yeah, absolutely. And you did say it's quite difficult, obviously, to do DNA testing of a product which is not alive anymore. Can you just share some of the limitations of DNA testing? I think the biggest limitation at the moment is simply the amount of genetic reference data that there is available. There's only certain species that we can test against because the genetic data varies from species to species. So you've got to study the genetics of a new species in order to establish that database. And it varies from region to region. So for the for DNA testing to be used widely, you need to have reference data on all of those different species across the world. Now today there isn't really that much reference data available but we do use it for some of the key high-value species like teak, like oak, like Maranti from Indonesia. It is growing. And the more that this reference data grows that's been established by different laboratories and universities around the world, the more we can utilise it. Now, you did mention that DNA testing is just a part of what you do. But apart from DNA testing, what other methods are being implemented to prevent forest crime? Well, we tend to focus on methods to increase transparency in the supply chain, helping companies understand really what's going on. So we use and have developed a lot of visualization tools to help buyers and consumers actually see where their wood is coming from, which is a lot better than relying on just a logo 
on some packaging to tell you that it comes from a sustainable source. We think people really want to understand and see where timber is coming from. And so we've done this on a couple of projects in Singapore, actually, on, on new timber work at the Changi Chapel, for example. If you go and, and visit that renovation, you'll see a lot of wood being used. And using the service that we've applied, you can see exactly where that timber has come from, which is actually sustainably managed forests in, in Austria. Same thing being applied to new timber buildings going up at Jurong Lakes and at various schools around Singapore. So that's really cool. There are other new tools like satellite imagery and drones that are improving forest monitoring without having to rely on, on people and forest rangers to be looking at things all the time. So. These are all new tools that enforcement agencies can use and, and companies ourselves as well can use in our toolbox to manage risk and identify areas where deforestation or illegal logging is taking place. And in the countries where illegal logging is taking place, how much is this technology being picked up? Are you seeing an increase all around the world or is it still slow to kind of get that momentum? Well, considering forest certification has been around for nearly 40 years now. We would have expected things to be a bit further along than they are today, but it is progressing. I think the question is whether things are progressing fast enough to really have the impact on fighting climate change that we're all experiencing now. And do you think it is? Well, it, it's come a long way, especially in the last 10 years. You know, We've seen a much more awareness of climate change but we definitely need to move faster if we're going to avoid the worst case climate change scenarios that are being predicted now and that we're experiencing. So, no, not enough at the moment. We need to do more. Just on the back of that, what more do you think needs to be done to sort of progress even further and faster? Governmental you know, intervention? What do you think needs to be done? Well, we're seeing some of that government intervention with the regulations that are coming into play. But I feel that those regulations need to be enforced a lot more to change behavior in the supply chain. Strangely enough, I think we need to be using more wood, but only, of course, if that wood is coming from sustainably managed forests. So that's where, again, we, we're coming in. That's where we've chosen to focus our efforts by helping companies ensure and demonstrate that their wood is coming from responsible sources and from the right places, using technologies like these to, to more effectively communicate that to buyers and consumers and start that virtuous cycle, really, of showing people where their wood is coming from, encouraging them to use more environmentally friendly wood, and thereby helping to conserve more forests as well. Absolutely. Well, I've been speaking with Darren Thomas, co-founder and CEO at Double Helix Tracking Technologies. Thanks very much for joining me and sharing more about protecting the sustainable trade in timber products. Thank you. I'm Rianne Lovell Boland. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.